and I'd like to do a review on toy boxes um, on the next episode, so stay tuned for that. And then the last thing I'll uh, mention <laughs> is... Uh, <laughs> What's so funny? I was just toy boxes. This is my review of a toy box that opens like this. Good job, A plus. <laughs> hey, shut up, man. Yeah, that's like a twenty second review. I should have been doing that for years, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I'm going to talk about more than that. Like, you know, how many there were when they were released, and it, it, I'll tell you what, though, this it's kind of hard to find them. The inside, yay! <laughs> <laughs> shut up, Josh. <laughs> Michelangelo here, you know, the master of the whirling pizzas. And you, my friend, are listening to Turtle Flakes, a bodacious bowl of Ninja Turtles goodness, brought to you by my radical dudes, Rob and Josh. Cowabunga! Cowabunga, dudes who do that's, and welcome to another episode of Turtle Flakes. It is a very, very uh, early morning today as I'm recording this. Oh, by the <laughs> way, my name's Rob, <laughs> and joined with me is my my partner in Ninja Turtle Crime, the Iron Man himself, Mr. Josh O'Rourke. Hi. 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 Poor, poor Josh. He, he's about an hour. Um, <laughs> is it central time for you? Yeah. Central yeah, time. So he's an hour earlier, and we are recording. So it's 7 my, my time. It's 6 o'clock in the morning his time. So... And it's my fault. It's my fault. I take responsibility for it. But, 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 they how know. you feeling, man? They know. <laughs> they don't know who did this. The listeners know. <laughs> yeah, we, we normally record a little, little later. But today we're actually recording on a Sunday, and um, we've got a long episode ahead of you or uh, ahead of what? us. But today, guys, um, you know, since we're kind of a little off our game, we've been caffeined up because we're we're fired up because. Um, we are celebrating our Halloween Spooktacular, which really, if you think about it, nothing really scary is what we're covering today, um, but it's kind of dark, you know? We are, uh, we're talking about the uh, Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles crossover, the, the original one, the one that mm-hmm. uh, Freddie Williams and James Tinian the fourth, did I get that right? The fourth? Yes, yeah. Okay. Or the, no, or the second, the second. No, no, no it wasn't Williams, fourth. Freddie E. Williams the second, James Tinian the fourth. Oh, so there's two numbers. Yeah. Oh, geez. Well, we're we're really fired up about that, and um, uh, hopefully we can get Mr. T on here in a minute. We've been trying to add him onto the call for a while, and for some reason we can't seem to add him. Maybe he found out Josh was on the show, and he's like, Psh, "I'm not doing that." Yeah, that's fine. So, okay. <laughs> so uh, before we talk about the comic, let's go ahead and get these these links out of the way. Oh, actually, before we even do that, let me apologize once again. I think I did this on the last episode. I do apologize for another gap in episodes, guys. I swear we're not trying to do this on purpose. We've had the worst luck. Before, it was health issues. This time, it was scheduling and um, Potomatic issues. They're our hosting company, and they kept overcharging me for, or, you know, double and triple charging me for. Ah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, for, for, for the episodes. So I had freezed my uh, credit card account, and the payment that would automatically be taken out 
failed until we could get this situated. So I couldn't actually post an episode, even if I wanted to, for for at least a good week or two before we could get everything situated. But now I, all the financial stuff's fixed. We're back. We're ready to go. And hopefully we can get back on a weekly format. As a matter mm-hmm. of fact, Josh and I a couple days ago discussed some really cool ideas for the show. And I guess we could talk about a couple of them real quick. Josh, he's going to be our official toy guy. We can expect a toy review just about every episode from, from the main man himself. So so that's one of them. We got some really cool ideas for the beginning of next year, some themed episode ideas. And uh, we're, we're just trying to make the show more consistent, higher quality, and covering more Turtles content. So that, that that's our main thing. And I think we started off this year pretty consistent and through mainly my fault or certain circumstances, uh, we just couldn't always do a weekly format. And I apologize for that because I really, really want to be better at that because one of my favorite podcasts, it's a wrestling podcast, they've been around since like I think 2007. All right. So they – no, I'm sorry. Earlier. I think it's like 2005. And they have consistently recorded an episode every single week for that long amount of time. I'm like, man, if they can do it, surely we could try. <laughs> I think I think kind of like what our problem is, not problem, but I think like what we try doing is we try doing too much with every episode. Like we try sure. to do a toy, a cartoon, and uh, a cartoon. So like we we try to give like 90 minutes worth of entertainment out there. But I think like we just have to understand sometimes that – 30 minutes is okay. You know, 45 minutes is okay. Like, talking about one thing on episode is okay, you know? Oh, sure, sure, yeah. I mean, because, I mean, let's face it, I'm not trying to make excuses here, and if anybody um, deserves a good excuse, it's you, because you've got five kids and a wife. Five <laughs> kids! I've only got one, and I still don't feel like I have enough time to prep sometimes. You know, we do apologize for the inconsistency lately. We're really trying to work on that, and hopefully, especially kickstarting 2007, or 2018, rather, um, we'll be a lot more consistent. So, yeah. <clears throat> All right, man. I'll get these links out of the way real quick. So, okay. uh, if you want to send us an email, our email address is turtleflakespodcast at gmail dot com. Got a couple of um, emails the last few weeks. Uh, really appreciate those, and we'll try to read those on the show. Our Twitter account is at turtleflakes, all one word. We have a Facebook group page. It is facebook.com slash groups slash turtleflakes. Really appreciate all the new members that have joined up, and it's been some great stuff while I was actually still on Facebook. But, uh, you know, Josh's still there. Thaddeus still there. Uh, thank you all so much for, for joining and joining in the conversations. Um, we do have a TurtleCom hotline, which is basically just an online phone service where you guys can leave a message and talk about anything Ninja Turtles you want. Or it doesn't even have to be about turtles. We'll listen. doesn't matter. <laughs> oh no! Okay, here we go. Now they really want you to buy that version instead of like make the make the free version as crappy as we can. Oh, it's obnoxious. Yes, you're not kidding. <laughs> All right, let's see. Let me get back to my notes. All right, here we go. So, if you want to give us a call on our TurtleCom hotline, it's just an answering service that uh, you can just leave a message about anything Ninja Turtles you want. Uh, we'll definitely share it on the show. The number is eight six five three zero nine forty eight seventy five. Um, I do have a blog, which I've not updated in a long time, but one of these days, my goal is to just kind of talk about some of the more um, obscure Ninja Turtle stuff, mm-hmm. or maybe just some stuff that's not talked about as much, um, like maybe the TMNT Magazine. I'd love to do reviews of those, each of those issues. I'd love to do reviews of a lot of the rad relics that I've talked about on the show. As a matter of fact, I'm going to briefly mention one here in a minute. Um, just, just more kind of random Ninja Turtle stuff. So it's not necessarily going to be a comic by comic blog or anything like that because 
Mark Pellegrini, I mean, he does it better than anyone else when it comes to archiving all the reviews of comics and, and yeah. things like that. Um, so go ahead and check out his blog. It's tmntentity.blogspot.com if you love chronological order reviews and things like that. The guy is an encyclopedia of Turtles knowledge and, you know, good friend of our show. But, yeah, I, I'm going to try to update my own personal blog soon. And um, Totally Tubular Turtle Tuesday. That is a YouTube show that our buddy Anthony does where he reviews classic and modern Ninja Turtle toys. It's all family friendly. Just search that up or search up Bat Bomb Space 82. That is his username. And he does a whole bunch of different action figure reviews. It doesn't even have to be Turtles. Um, so go check him out. Awesome, radical show. And the last two. We are proud members of the Retro Junkies Network, which is a network of retro, family-friendly podcasts. As a matter of fact, I just started up an old show that my buddy Landon and I have been doing called the Retro Junkies, and um, hopefully in the next episode, we'll be discussing some of our favorite scary movies, and I'll give you a little teaser. Um, For those of you who know horror movies, maybe you'll recognize this line. Oh, how does it go? You made me miss. I've never missed that board before. That's that's a line from one of my favorite horror movies, so maybe uh, you can recognize that one. All right, and the last of the links is uh, that Turtle Flakes is a proud partner of the Retro Gaming Times magazine. And as a matter of fact, the uh, latest issue, I think it's going to be released on uh, hopefully November 1st. I could be telling you wrong there. I wanted to really write an article for this one. I just ran out of time. But uh, the last one I wrote was dedicated to TMNT3, The Manhattan Project, one of my favorite NES games of all time. So go check out that magazine. It's all free, uh, and it's just written by fans. It's You can check it out at classicplastic.net slash TRT. That's for the Retro Gaming Times. All right, guys. I am like a month late on this. Josh, do you remember a long time ago I said we'd pick a review for uh, iTunes, and then we'd send like a prize their way, you know, just a random review. The last uh, giveaway I remember was the uh, giveaway we did for the Secret of the Use movie. That was the last. Oh, one. okay. Well, this is this was right after that, so one that <laughs> it wasn't that far from what you like remember. Three months ago, man. <laughs> it was. It was. I said the original deal was, um, you know, if if anyone were kind enough to write us a review on iTunes, because that really helps out the show. We would randomly select somebody by the end of August. So it is almost the end of October now, <laughs> and I'm just now remembering that. So, guys, once again, I apologize. This is the this, this is the apology episode. But uh, I'm, I picked a random review so we can uh, do a giveaway, and the giveaway was for one of my Metalhead figures. It doesn't have the accessories, unfortunately. It's just a loose figure. And a couple other you know bonus goodies I'm going to put in there. So the winner that it, uh, I picked out of a hat here, is Mighty Matt 84 who wrote us a review on August 20th, 2017. Really appreciate the review, man. If you'll just send us an email with um, you know, your your address, I'll send a, a gift basket out your way as soon as possible, man. So again, that's Mighty Matt 84. So thanks for thanks for listening, thanks for taking time out of your day to write us a review, man. The Turtle Com. Maybe that's Michelangelo now. This is Donatello. Come in. Oh, yes, we do have one phone call real quick, guys. Um, this is from Brian from Utah, who actually, he, I meant to play this on the last episode. He called a while ago, and he talked about the um, fourth volume a little bit. And, you know, he's a, he's a diehard fourth volume defender. And that's cool, because you don't, you don't hear a lot of folks say that. Hey, guys, this is Brian from Utah calling back again. I'm Brian a lot older Utah. than you guys, uh, it seems. 
I came on board when uh, Volume 1 was still out, and the cartoons came out a couple years afterwards. Well, you might so be about the same age as Josh. Everybody, when we got <laughs> popular, they knew that I was a fan of Turtles, and they thought it was about the cartoon. I was like, no, that's not. this isn't kid stuff. This is the real deal. <laughs> so it's funny that you, know, you see other people like yourselves when uh, I was never a real big fan of the cartoon, but still, still Turtle fans. Anyways, you guys have talked about um, trying to get back issues. <laughs> And how expensive they are on eBay. Well, if you get, if you go to, uh, you guys probably don't know about this, other, otherwise you'd be maybe getting some more back issues because you can get really good deals on a lot of the back, a lot of the back issues of Volume One, Volume Two, and Volume Four, as well as Tales at MirageLicensing.com, the official website from Peter Laird, oh, MirageLicensing.com. And uh, you can get them, you know, a good chunk of them. You know, some of the later issues, especially of Volume 4, aren't available, and they go for a lot in the aftermarket. But you can get um, a lot of the cool issues uh, from Volume 1 and almost every single issue from Volume 2 and a good chunk of the really hard-to-find issues from Volume 4. So I thought you guys would like that as well as hmm. a lot of the different um, specials that went out there, some of the movie stuff, um, even some of the Mirage Usagi Ojembo issues are available there. So uh, I really think it'd be really cool if you guys were able to get that and get some of your back issues filled up at a, without getting ripped off from uh, eBay and whatnot. <laughs> Appreciate it. Anyways, I uh, hope again you guys will uh, do some more issues or some more episodes uh, talking about Volume 4. Even though I grew up with Volume 1, I really, my favorite, my favorite, I, I like just so much better than all of them is Volume 4. And uh, I think it's a bum wrap. Anyways, glad you guys take care of that and uh, have a good one. All right, all right. Thank you, Brian, so much for the mess for the um, for the message there. And I actually checked out the website, and he's definitely right. So I, I never thought of that going to Mirage directly because I didn't either. I, you know, I this is how much of a fan I am. All right, or crappy of a fan I am. I didn't even know Mirage still had their website. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I thought everything was sold over Nickelodeon. You know what? They don't have they don't have much there because I remember I emailed with uh, Dan Berger a couple of times uh, when I was researching some stuff. Oh really? Yeah, and I I don't want to sound uh, horrifying or anything like that, but th- there's not much to the web. It's like links to everyone's blogs, and it's you know just email us here, and this is pictures, and this is what we do now. And all right, yeah, it's yeah. kind of it's no offense meant, but it's kind of bare bones. And sure, you know, from what I would have expected from you know Mirage Publishing, you know, sure, yeah, yeah. Like I'd love to. Uh, Dan Berger's another one, man. I've heard so many good things about him. Yeah, we got was, to get him on the show. He was really nice. Yeah, the two. Oh, that's awesome. I sent to him the two I got back. He was really nice. Sweet. Well, yeah, I'm looking at the website right now. So if you go to MirageLicensing.com, mm-hmm. uh, let me go back so I can actually take the listeners through it. Now, guys, you got to save us some of these comics, okay? So if I'm going to tell you this, you you gotta you gotta at least save one for us. Just don't like don't put this segment on this part on the show because like we we can't have everybody know where we're going to buy our stuff because then it won't be there. <laughs> then it won't be there. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Um, almost all of Volume Two is on there, and it's three dollars an issue. That's it. Uh, so volume Two is crazy, man. Like it's there was so much just off-the-wall stuff. Like, people complain about... I don't really know if they complain, but people talk really big about, like, Volume 3 and Volume 4. Like, Volume 2 just goes... <laughs> it's, it really does. Yeah. 
<clears throat> yeah, uh, and Volume Two kind of reminds me of Volume Four a little bit, just just in the way that like yes, it goes crazy, but it's it's kind of like a slower, uh, it's not slower pace, but like it, it's it's leading up, it's it's one giant storyline. It's not just a series of you know here's one story arc, here's another story arc, here's another story arc, kind of like what IDW does. Yeah, um, it, it's like one continual giant story arc. The reason for that is because it was canceled. And like volume two was supposed to like go on like it wasn't supposed to end at issue eleven. Like they yeah, were sure. up like two years worth of storylines that they had two issues to put a, a bow on. Right, which right. Is why it's so rushed at those last like two, maybe three issues. Have you ever yeah. read those Thaddeus? Uh what's that? The volume two comics. Have you ever read any of those? Um, I think I've read a few. I'm I'm really far behind on my Mirage comics right now. Yeah. Um I'm I'm just now getting done with like the first story arc on volume one. Yeah. Uh, I have, I have read a couple, um, just kind of out of order. Uh, but yeah, yeah, they're, they're really good. I haven't, I haven't read like any of volume four, but I actually do own, um, like the first, I think 13 issues of volume four. I just haven't gotten around to reading it yet. Yeah. That's, that's really what you want to, you want to read the first 12 issues. There's a good, like, there's a good arc there because the way volume or the way volume or uh, issue twelve ends is really good. So, they kind of are you talking about uh, volume two or volume four? Volume four. Oh yeah, that's yeah. not the one with Splinter on the cover, is it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh man, I can't, I can't, I can't. Yeah, like, that just one. go like one through twelve, and that's a good like just beginning and end with that series. And oh yeah. Uh, but like volume two is, I've got them all digitally, and I read them all on a day because they were just they were really good. But then it was really surprising just like how much how it how quickly it just ended, and that was it. You know? Yeah. But it was kind of cool because it was picked up in volume four. Like what they wanted to do with volume two, they picked up in volume four. So. Mm-hmm. Especially their stuff with not, this isn't a spoiler, but especially their stuff with uh, Baxter and April, they picked that mm-hmm. up in volume four. Yeah. Yeah, some really good stuff there, guys. You know, that's that's one thing I'd love to talk to Jim Lawson about is volume two, because I'd love to see what his grand vision was. I may have to invest in a few of these issues since yeah. they're actually a pretty good deal. I would I would get them digitally. They're super cheap digitally, so that's what. Where I do you would... get them digitally? Do you go to Comicsology? <laughs> yeah, I've got the um, the Comicsology uh, Turtles app, just called TMNT Comics. Oh yeah, yeah. But if you go on Amazon, you can download them from their website. It's like the the classics TMNT classics volume. I think it's they've got like six volumes. I think it's like volume two, three, and four have all eleven issues of volume two. Oh, awesome! Well, it looks like there's thirteen of them. Was there thirteen issues in volume two? Was okay. Was it thirteen? I thought it was eleven. Okay. Oh, I, I could I could be wrong. I'm just looking at this here. I don't know if one's a variant or something, but uh, but yeah, definitely in the short lived uh, series. I'd love to. Yeah, I've read the first more than couple. 10, less than fifteen, I know that much. So yeah, so. yeah, I read the first. I think three, and boy, you're right. Just even the first couple of issues, you're like, whoa, this is so different. It goes nuts. <laughs> yeah, it goes, it yes. goes hardcore sci-fi without even yeah. going into space. So right. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, and speaking of um, space, I uh, just want to say congratulations to our buddy Andrew Modine, who we've had on our show. Uh, I know I'm way overdue in, in uh, this, and it's old news, but um, his comic TMNT Origin, which uh, I think is it Dan Berger and Jim Lawson are involved in that. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, they they just recently got funded. 
well, not recently, but they were funded, and uh, I just wanted to say congratulations to them. Can't wait to see it. Yeah, I actually posted a, uh, a sneak peek panel on our uh, group page that you can check out. It's a really cool shot of uh, Leonardo. Oh, cool, cool. I, I can't wait, man. I mean, the story the story itself looks pretty daggone awesome. And then I think he's considering doing a Shredder story as well once it gets funded. But uh, hopefully it will. And and uh, I was actually browsing around the Technodrome forums to learn a little bit more about Origin. And Andrew was saying that there was a lot of actual TMNT creators or people somehow affiliated with the TMNT comics that supported the campaign. So it's nice to have that. Uh, affirmation from you know the pros it's it's really it's really cool so but uh hi guys brian thank you again for the phone call really appreciate that and dude i'm, I'm a volume four guy too i really do like volume four um yeah. that kind of brought me back actually in a way i've told this story many times so i won't tell it but in a way volume four got me into the comics in the first place uh because you know like you had suggested in your in your voicemail we did start off with the cartoon. We didn't even know a comic existed because, yeah, yeah we are younger. You know, yeah. me especially. <laughs> My glory days are behind me, man. I'm just going to... Yep, yep. As soon as you hit 30. Head one day. It's okay. So... <laughs> uh, but all right, guys. Um, real quickly, if you don't mind, what do you say we get into some uh, turtle pickups real quick and then we'll jump into the comic? Well, you know what? I'm yep. going to I'm gonna skip my turtle pickups this week because I want to give it a proper review, but I'll show you guys what cool. I want to do. Oh, nice street yeah. sharks! Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Let me, let me, I'm gonna get a bigger image, image of that. I want to see the the little guy in the middle. I don't remember him. Yeah, uh, the hammerhead guy. I don't remember him, but I remember the other ones. Yeah, well, the hammerhead that was a uh, a character named Jab. He was one of the four street sharks. But like, I had to get like uh, Jab, the hammerhead, and the dude on rollerblades uh, streaks. <laughs> you gotta love the guy on rollerblades. Yeah, man, he's yeah. How nineties were rollerblades, but anyway, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the hammerhead and the rollerblade shark, yeah, because that's what they're called. Um, I had to get variants of those because the other figures I couldn't find, or they were just like stupid expensive. So like the four street shark figures I got, they're just the cheapest ones I could find, except for Big Slamu. I got him like two years ago. His name's Big Slamu. Yeah, the the one on the outside, <laughs> the brown one. His name's Big Slamu. He's a whale shark. Oh, that's funny. So you got Big Slamu, you got Jab, the Hammerhead, Ripster, the Blue Shark, and Streaks, the uh, dude on roller. He's a Tiger Shark on rollerblades, and that one that's their metallic variant. But like, I I unwrapped. I got the last one last night. It took me a couple of weeks to get them, but like, I unwrapped the last one last night, and Nicole just gave me the biggest eye roll I ever saw. In my life. <laughs> I was like, what's the matter? She's like, okay. Power Rangers are kind of cool, but this. <laughs> <laughs> and my son Isaac saw them and just lit up. Like, oh, that's awesome. He's like, those are the street sharks. He's like two years old. He's like, yeah, the street sharks. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> this changes everything. And so we were downstairs watching TV and he comes up to me and says, Dad, can we see your street sharks? I was like, what? And he's like halfway up the stairs now. It's like, come on, Daddy. Let's see Street Sharks. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> so, yeah, it was pretty funny. Yeah, it's it's amazing, like, you know, how much our children end up like us, you know, and that's probably not a good thing, but, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, my, my son, he he's into the turtles now, like, he always loves coming in the turtle room, and he'll just go, turs, turs, everywhere, and he <laughs> always has to carry the two lunch boxes, like, they're yeah. briefcases, and he'll just walk around the room with his little briefcases. <laughs> 
and he always wants the thermos out of one of the um, lunch boxes. Mm-hmm. And he loves Superman too, which Daddy, that's my that's my probably my favorite superhero. Yeah, and he always calls him man. He goes man. Can't say super yet, but uh, it's it's amazing, you know what what they pick up on and what they really really like. So yeah, like I've ruined stuffed animals for him. Like the only toys he wants are like <laughs> hard plastic, which he probably shouldn't be. But you know whatever, shouldn't be. Uh, watch it be like a NECA snob now. He'll be like, oh NECA, that's the no, only ones I'm getting. Don't do that. <laughs> Their toys break. Let's let's be honest here. Their their stuff breaks all the time. So. Uh, dude, I felt, I felt so bad for your Michelangelo. That I girl. know, man. I, I appreciate it, man. And luckily, I was able to glue it back together because the only thing I'm going to do with them is stand them anyway. So I, I was able to get the, the leg glued back on. But I've done some research, and like that Michelangelo on that leg has had a lot of problems breaking with customers hmm. out there. Like That's the one turtle that's kind of got a defect. So... I don't know. Leave it to Mikey. Poor Mikey. <laughs> well, good deal. Well, Thaddeus, um, if real quick, you you got any uh, sweet turtle pickups you want to share real quick? The only one that I got recently, because I, I kind of, I don't know, it's weird. I kind of took a break from reading turtle comics recently. Um, the only ones that I picked up were the um, the Bat- team, uh, Batman Team and T Adventures uh, one where it's the uh, the Batman cartoon. The trade paperback of that, and I finished re- reading that recently. Um, nice. That was really good. Um, got a couple of Usagi Yojimbo comics at my local comic, comic book shop. They're about two bucks a piece. And then the only other thing that I wow. uh, got recently was um, volume fourteen of the IDW comics. That's the, um, the story arc where Michelangelo temporarily joins uh, the the Mutanimals after uh, the the, the uh, defeat of Shredder. Oh, that's good. oh yeah, that's good. Yeah, that was a, dude, that was probably one of my favorite stories. That was such a like I was almost tearing up like reading that. Like that was such yeah. like a emotional story involving Michelangelo. And um, other than that, that's pretty much been it. I haven't really had a chance to buy any comics recently because, like I said, work's been like really slow. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm literally only working like two days a week now. Um, so oh, I, gotta, I got you. I'll watch what I spend. Um, hopefully that'll pick up pretty soon, and I'll be able to get more um, comics. That, hopefully in December, but I'm still kind of saving up for like Pensacon. Like I still have, I still haven't even got my Pensacon tickets yet, and that's in February. But uh, hopefully once all that gets sorted out, I'll be able to purchase some more IDW and some more uh, Mirage comics. That's awesome, man. By the way, that that story arc you were talking about is that the one right after uh, Splinter takes over the Foot Clan? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that is that is a good story. Yeah. Yeah, I love the main series. I I would say that, I would argue that that's the best one so far. Really, even better than the Dark Leo one. Well, that's I, I my mean, favorite. like the main series. You know, like I mean, Deviations is their best their best comic they've ever had. Just bar none. <laughs> Done. You know. Yeah, it's but pretty like, good. It is that pretty Michelangelo storyline. It's like that Michelangelo and City Fall are like just like neck and neck. But yeah, yeah, true. that, that yeah. Michelangelo and the Mutanimals is really good. So good stuff, and also that I think right after that, does that include the Christmas set issue? Because I love that Christmas issue. Uh, the Christmas one. Um, Remember with Mikey on the cover? Yeah, no, I know exactly which one you're talking about. It's right before. It's that's right after the Street Phantoms arc. After they kill oh, Darius okay. Dunn. Spoilers. They kill Darius Dunn, and then it's the <laughs> Christmas episode. I always love how you say spoilers after you said. It. Yeah, well. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know what? That comic book came out in December of 2016. They ought to know by now. They've had a year. <laughs> well, what I'm going to ask is, is Darius Dunn, was he part of the Mirage comics? Because I know that he's actually in uh, TMNT Fast Forward on the in- 2003 series. He was in the 2003 series, yeah. Uh, oh, okay. The only other character that's kind of like him, like a crime boss, is Null, who was in the first Mutanimal storyline, and she was in the first arc of the TMNT Universe comic. Universe, yeah. But Null I really actually... I did her in the IDW comics. That was really well done. Yeah. Yeah. But Null was actually in the Archie Adventures, and she was actually a man in that one. So they did a little oh. gender swap there, but she was that character has always been like a demon from hell, and they always ran the the Null Corporation. So right, that was from the Archie. Those are really the only two crime boss kind of characters that we've seen in Turtle comics mm-hmm. so far. Anyway, I don't really know what Image does or anything like that, but so yeah. Universe is getting really good now with their uh, their Karai storyline with her in Japan dealing with the Yakuza. So that that one's been really good. I was actually gonna gonna join y'all on the IDW, but I'm I'm so far behind, and and I and I do, I do apologize for like any listeners like for me because they didn't ask me. They're like they're like, well, why ha- why is, why isn't Thaddeus come on the show and talk about the IDW comics? And like I'm just so far behind, and because mm-hmm. I, I I I've been collecting the trade paperbacks. Yeah, me too. I've been getting them off of Amazon because they're pretty cheap on Amazon. They're only about twenty bucks, but slowly catching up. I'll I'll, I'll get there eventually. Oh yeah. yeah! Oh yeah! Well, I think all of us have kind of been taking a break because just like this time of year, you start spending a lot more because not only is it like you know Christmas coming, Halloween decorations, Thanksgiving, family travels, but also like you're turning the heat on in your houses or your apartments, and that costs more. Yeah. Money. Back to school <laughs> stuff. Kids need more school supplies or whatever it is. Like just this time of year, you get a little lean, you know. So like. I wouldn't feel bad at all because I haven't the last like brand new Ninja Turtle thing I read was a comic that came out back in August. I haven't read any of the new stuff since August because, you know, well, obviously I'm buying action figures. But like um, this time of year is always a little a little sparse anyway, because, you know, just just, that's just what happens. I kind of figured like I don't know about you guys, but I was kind of figuring like not until we probably won't do any more modern stuff until like after the new year. Just because with all the stuff that we have planned so far, it kind of feels like that's what we're going to end up doing. Like yeah. 2003 coming up, we've got IDW stuff that like I think we're on issue 10 of IDW. And then we go back to the classic stuff. So we got Mirage uh, issue number 11 coming up. Yeah, I think so. Uh, issue think 11, so. which is like one of the best Ninja, Ninja Turtle comics ever written. And so and then we're back to 2003 and we're going to talk about Next Mutation one day. So. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely man absolutely well um real quick i'll give my my uh pickups and then we'll jump into the comic because i'm kind of anxious to do it it's gonna it's gonna be a good one gonna be good so for me i've just got idw 73 and 74 and then um the retro junkies network uh we start this retro junk box where we just randomly put some some of our retro toys or whatever it might be in in this box and we send it to people around the network well, when it got to my house, I saw a VHS copy of Heroes in a Half Shell from 1988. I was like, <laughs> oh, I got to have that. I got to have that. So I picked that up. And I don't even have a VCR, but it looks pretty sweet on the shelf. I got a Leonardo keychain, which this was really cool. It was, oh gosh, it was my neighbor, his little boy. 
knocked on my door uh, one Sunday afternoon a few weeks ago, and he goes, here you go, Mr. Rob, and he spent his allowance to give me a gift, and I just thought that was the sweetest thing. Aww. So it's a little Leonardo keychain. I'm looking at it right now. I got it on my desk. I love it, man. It, I just That really touched my heart. And then um, last thing I got I'm really excited about is um, I bought this a long time ago, but it was a, a toy box. It was I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's like this wooden toy box. It's got all the classic Ninja Turtles all around it. Like one side's Donatello, the other side's Michelangelo yeah. riding a skateboard. And so um, I think one side's got Leonardo beating up Bebop, and then the other's got Raph beating up Rocksteady. But uh, it's the coolest thing, and I ordered it. Or my buddy Nick had texted me and said, oh, man, I found this at the shop, and I was going to put it up in the shop. I was like, dude, I will pay you for that right now. He's like, okay. So I uh, I gave him a few bucks for it, and he'd had it for a while, and he finally sent me uh, probably about three weeks ago, and he had a whole bunch of, like, bead art, like the pixel art goodies oh, yeah. inside. Mm-hmm. Like, he had a whole bunch – like, he did uh, pixel art goodies of the NES Turtles, the original uh, NES game, those turtles and how they look. He made all four of those. He made the turtle van. He even did like a little Kool-Aid man for me because he knows I like Kool-Aid man for the <laughs> television. <laughs> uh, and a little Mega Man version of Krang and uh, a couple other video game characters. And I just thought that was the coolest thing. So uh, big shout out to my buddy. Oh, and his wife had actually made some turtle pillows, like tiny pillows, and put them in there too. So it was like it was a toy box of Ninja Turtle stuff. Filled with Ninja Turtle goodies inside, so I, I can't thank my buddy Nick DeMarco enough, man. That was really, really cool, and I'd like to do a review on toy boxes um, on the next episode, so stay tuned for that. And then the last thing I'll uh, mention <laughs> is, uh, what's so funny? I was just, toy boxes, this is my review of a toy box that opens like this. Good job, April. <laughs> <laughs> hey, shut up, man. Hey, that's like a 20 no. review. I should have been doing that for years, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I'm going to talk about more than that. Like, you know, how many there were, when they were released. And it, it, I'll tell you what, though. This it's kind of hard to find them. Inside, yay. <laughs> <laughs> shut up, Josh. <laughs> Speaking of stuff, I'd... Oh, no, that was funny. You, I'm sorry. What kind of... You hose head. Yeah. <laughs> And speaking of random stuff, I wanted to do a review of these or just talk about these, uh, but I don't know enough about them yet. Um, A buddy, it was when I still had Facebook, a buddy on a a Ninja Turtles group page was posting pictures of these things. I'd never seen them before, but it's a Halloween sticker set of the Ninja Turtle villains. And um, I, I paid him a couple bucks and he sent me one of the Rat King. And it's the coolest thing. It's the Rat King holding a little like pumpkin... What are the what do you call them? Like the candy carriers? Uh, oh yeah, I've I've never seen these before, mm. and it looks like it even looks like it's Jim Lawson's artwork. But uh, I was doing some research on it, and I've only been been able to find one pack uh, unopened on eBay. It's called Teen, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Bad Guys Ten Self Stick Halloween Shapes, and <laughs> it's unopened. So <laughs> self stick, you can call them stickers. Uh, they're Halloween shapes, apparently. It just has the Rat King and Leatherhead on the first two that you see, but I, I'm sure there are more villains in it. But I'd like to learn a little bit more about those. I've always, I was always kind of interested in those, and I'm looking at one that is of the Turtles, and it's got um, Donatello sitting on a pile of kidney corn and Michelangelo coming out of a pumpkin, a jack-o'-lantern. So once again, unopened, but I love this Halloween stuff. Halloween's one of my favorite times of the year, and I'm going to try to do a Radical Relic segment on these if I can find out more about them. Uh, a little bit later, so yeah. Uh, 
And that's enough for me, guys. What do you say we jump into the comic? All right. That sounds good. All right, guys. Let's do it. Hello, Violators. You're in Casey's comic classroom. Prepare to be screwed. So today, guys, we are covering the Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles crossover, the original one, um, the, the I guess the more adult-themed one. There is some pretty violent stuff that happens in this issue. I was kind of surprised. Yeah. Uh, um, I had actually gotten the singles, the single issues before, but for some reason, I don't know what had happened. I didn't get the last one or two issues, so I really never knew how it ended until this weekend when I got the trade. Just a little background on the issue. It started off, the first issue was published on in December of 2015 and ended in May of 2016, so it was a pretty good run. It was a six-issue run. And then the trade just came out a couple months ago. Um, it was a crossover, obviously, with DC Comics and IDW Publishing, and uh, was re- released monthly. And it was written by James Tinian IV and was drawn by Freddie Williams II. So really, really well written, I thought. Uh, an absolutely gorgeous, gorgeous issue. Yeah. So, uh, so guys, uh, first impressions before we jump into the plot. Uh, first impressions. Oh, by the way, this is all spoilers. We're giving everything away that's going to happen in the book. If you've not read this, uh, go ahead and read it real quick, and then come back, and then tell us what you thought about it. Uh, so, guys, we'll start with you, Josh. What did you think of this this uh, crossover, the first one? You know what? I was really – when I first heard of Batman Ninja Turtles, I, I rolled my eyes at it. I was like, oh, God, I'm so tired. Really? Man. Yeah, because – like Batman is just kind of he's not a comic book character anymore. He's a meme, you know, just Batman <laughs> with proper prep time can beat anybody. Shut up. Batman is not <laughs> Batman is like the world's greatest detective according to Batman. You know, it doesn't oh. mean he's the world's greatest detective. He doesn't know every form of martial arts. He's not a peak human physical, you know, whatever. That's all just like meme stuff. So the internet's really ruined comic book superheroes for me. But Wow, I I, see, I thought you were pro Batman. Yeah, I see. I like Batman. I like Batman a lot, but like just the the culture around Batman has kind of ruined Batman for me a little bit. But <laughs> that being said, I was actually going to skip this whole storyline, and I'm very happy that I didn't because I waited until the book came out uh, in one collected volume. Got the hardcover whenever it came out. I think it came out in June. <clears throat> Excuse me, and I read it all in one day, all in one go, one sitting too, and it was very, very surprising how humorous it was. Yeah, it is violent, but you know, dealing with ninjas and everything. And Batman is uh, a characteristic of Batman is the violence that he creates, but mm-hmm. um, very humorous, not corny at all. Um, the Batman character is handled somewhat realistically like his mentality towards the ninja turtles is just he's seen so much crap why not see ninja turtles it just they don't (laughs) face him you know it just and the fact that i think it's really cool that kind of a spoiler here but like splinter can actually hold his own against batman like batman oh yeah that's great batman batman kind of realizes he can't beat splinter you know it's just that's it um and they do something, we'll get into it, but they do something with the Ninja Turtles that really made me kind of realize that if the Ninja Turtles ever go to another world, they're kind of screwed, you know? <laughs> uh, we'll get there. Yeah, that's but, true. That's true. Yeah, it kind of blows a huge story hole in every other crossover event, but whatever. Because it's that's so true. it's so well done, 
that it applies it should apply everywhere but you know whatever but it's really this is a really surprisingly good story my only real gripe about it is that it's not in canon with the idw books because is it not i didn't i didn't know that no it's out of continuity yeah um because they reference a lot of the things that are going on in that during that time during they that story arc because they, they reference you, harold yeah it, they reference the idw stuff they also reference a bunch of batman stuff like they talk about the justice league they met specifically yeah. in cyborg they talk about the the uh the brother eye project the uh, project omac which was very briefly here that was a satellite that batman created to monitor all the superheroes um, and it gained sentience and started killing superheroes. It was, it was a really good storyline. Wow. Um, so they referenced that in this. But uh, I think because it's DC and not just purely IDW that they had to separate it. They had to make it out of continuity. Whereas, mm. uh, because they didn't want to be pigeonholed with one version of Batman. Yeah. Right. So, but like, if you know your Batman stuff, like Damian Wayne is in there and, uh, you know, all kinds of references. Really good story. I highly recommend it. Sorry I talked too long. Go ahead, Thaddeus. No, 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 no. I, well, just you mentioned Damien, um, and I just want to uh, mention real quickly, guys, um, if you've not read the Rebirth series that's going on with DC right now, go ahead and read it. It's really good. Um, the Batman Rebirth one is fantastic. Damien's in that series, and also he makes a couple of crossover appearances in the Superman Rebirth series, which is amazing. So um, if you guys are not really familiar with batman and superman but you'd like to start rebirth is a perfect place to start it just started uh, early this year and they released bi-monthly so, so i'm sorry not bi-monthly twice a month um so there's a lot of issues already in one year but you don't need to know anything prior it's just both batman and superman the rebirth series start a fresh new take on classic characters it's not like a new version of the character it's it's the classic characters but a new take on them mm -hmm. Um, so go check it out. And, and Damien's actually a pretty interesting character in the Rebirth series. So, But Thaddeus, go ahead, man. What are your first impressions of this book? Yeah, when, when I first heard about this, I, I was kind of like Josh, too. I didn't, I didn't know how, how they were going to do it. Yeah. Um, but then, like, once I actually read it, I really enjoyed it. Um, the only thing, I, this isn't really a, a complaint. This is just an opinion of mine. The only thing I didn't like about this comic was how easily, uh, Batman overthrew the turtles. Um, and, and I, I don't know. Cause like, I, I, I kind of understand Batman's like reasoning. Like, like, okay, who are these four turtles? You know, are, are they with the enemy? And then there's kind of like a hand to hand combat with all of them. And, Really, it's only like Leonardo that actually gets like a, a shot, you know. At, at, yeah, at, he gets his one punch in. Yeah, he gets like one punch or one kick. Uh, other than that, I didn't really have too much wrong with it. Um, I kind of, I kind of felt like the like the final, the final fight building up to Shredder. I felt like it was just kind of short. Maybe that's just me. Sure. Because it, it seemed like it just kind of like happened and then like it was over. Yeah. Um, other than that, I thought this was really good. I thought this was really well done, uh, especially. Well, we'll we'll get into it. There's there's a really good scene involving um, Raphael and Batman towards the end, which I really enjoyed. Oh yeah, uh, cool. Yeah, mm -hmm. Other than that, I would probably get this probably probably about a uh, probably about an eight. 
eight out of ten, I think, seems reasonable because I know that they're mm-hmm. that they're doing the uh, the follow up sequel in December, which is supposed to focus more on I think Bane. Bane's going to be the main villain. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, really looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah, I def- I definitely agree with you guys. Um, so the story starts out. It's in I guess everything takes place in Gotham, um, and the turtles have been teleported as well as Shredder to Gotham City. And, you know, we find out one key thing that Josh just mentioned a minute ago. That is a very, very seriously bad thing for the Turtles. Yeah. <laughs> so, and like you said, it kind of throws out all the other crossovers that, you know, like the Ghostbusters one. That wasn't an issue. But in this one, it is. Yeah. Um, but so it starts off in the lab and the – is it the League of Assassins or is this the Foot Clan right here taking well, over the – So what it is, it's the Foot Clan right here. The Foot Clan, I, okay. I kind of think this yeah. is a reference to like the original cartoon because like the Foot Clan, what you find out eventually in this issue is that they're stealing – machinery from uh research labs right right and and we get this so the scientist it's actually um the monologue that we read at the very beginning is from a scientist who's reporting all this stuff to we eventually find out it's batman so she describes the whole thing she says these ninjas show up i don't know what they want with our uh, reactor and then all of a sudden these creatures show up and that's when we get this great shot of raph leo donatello and mikey in the shadows and they all look so so angry. That's so I can't cool. blame the scientists for being like, oh, I'm scared. So she's telling Batman this stuff, and she says the generator that we were working on, as soon as we saw those monsters, it was gone. So the obviously the turtles didn't steal it. We, we know that it was the Foot Clan that did it, and the turtles yeah. were trying to help, you know, to to stop it from happening. But she didn't know that, so she's telling Batman this stuff. And by the way, Freddie Williams' version of Batman, this man is buff dude i was just about to say this is my one critique on the art here on this page oh really yeah. i like it dude batman looks so big he looks like a balloon <laughs> you, you know? he looks like a balloon on like the thanksgiving day parade you know it's just <laughs> he... yeah and he doesn't eat very much either you know i know uh, all throughout you know, the issue that's one kind of cool thing this it really kind of endeared batman to me later on in the book when you find out he's never had pizza before I, that was a cool scene. I like that. Oh, I was like, oh my god, this poor man who, who had his <laughs> whole life ripped away from him so he could be Batman, and he's never had pizza. Oh never had a, see. That's how serious he is. Yeah, it also explains how he keeps those abs. You know, because if you that's eat true. pizza on the regular, you don't have abs. You know, you don't have abs. <laughs> that's what. The, see, we got to quit closing the show on uh, pizza. We need to close the show on like spinach and broccoli. Yeah. pizza, you know. On top of pizza. Spinach <laughs> and artichoke pizza. Calabunga, everyone. Yeah, there we go. There we go. So this scientist is telling Batman this stuff. And Batman, of course, you know, from the, for the first issue, uh, Batman views the turtles as villains. So we get a cutaway to the delivery boy delivering a pizza. Uh, and I love it. It reminds me of the first movie. You know, 122 and an 8. But, of course, <laughs> it's a different address. And... They eventually, uh, the turtles are waiting in the storm drain. They get they get the pizza, and they're all celebrating because they got the pizza finally. Love how Raph gets his little sigh. In the meantime, we get a cutaway to uh, Batman in his Batcave. And I have to say, I really do like the Batmobile on this. It looks like a, I know it's supposed to look like a bat, but it looks like a giant looks beetle. looks like a beetle. Yeah. yeah. It does, you know, but I like it. That's probably the only thing. That I, I like that they go to, a, they, they have another Batmobile in the book. Too, the way they do like the classic one from the cartoon. Mm-hmm. I wish they would have just stuck with that one. Oh yeah, yeah, because I don't. Yeah, the long one. Yeah, I don't really care for this one. 
<laughs> oh, just, really? See, I, I like both for their own reasons. I just don't like this one. I mean, I I get it. It's but look fun. at the back of it. Look at the back of it. Like, if you see it, it's got that same, like, um, I don't know how to describe it, but it looks like the back of the original 1990 or 1989 movie, the back of that one. Yeah. I, I, I do mean, like that. Yeah, this looks like the Batmobile from the, from the Batman comics in the early 90s. Yeah, yeah, I can. I think see it was that. like Detective yep. Comics. I think they still have that. I don't think they. I don't think they have Detective Comics anymore. But back in the day, they had this comic book called Detective Comics, and the Batmobile looked very similar to this. So, yeah, yeah, I can see that. But it was like that. bright blue and gray. It's like you know, it's not uh, an intimidating <laughs> vehicle at all. It looks like a happy little toy. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, during this time, we get this little bit of foreshadowing here because Batman is working on a new suit. Uh, it's the Intimidator, which we will see later on, and it looks awesome. I love Donatello's modifications. I want to Me too, me yeah. too. And Batman, you know, he's kind of working on that, and Alfred comes in, and of course he's the father figure for Batman, and he just says, hey, Bruce, you, you do know that you should probably take it easy because um, tomorrow is the anniversary of your parents' death. You know, I know that's always hard for you. And Batman, he's a workaholic, takes his job very seriously. Uh, and he goes, no, I don't have time for that. I've got an investigating to do. Somebody stole a generator. What do they need it for? We get a cutaway to Killer Croc, uh, which really I thought I'd see him a lot more than than we do. We, we see him in this one issue, and that's it. He is in the sewers, and he is wanting to actually – he knows that Batman's going to be out. He has this GPS tracking device, and he's telling his goons, hey, look. We're not going to get anything in the Batcave. We're we're after the Batmobile because do you realize if I can get one or two parts out of this thing, I can sell it on the black the black market for millions of dollars. So Killer Croc, all he cares about is money. So, and which cracks me up too if you think about it because you look at him. Could you imagine him in like a retail store spending money? <laughs> yeah, like, what, what is he going to you know, do with all that money? <laughs> well, you know, I mean, like Killer Croc, I really like Killer Croc because I hate the fact that. He always is just like this big dumb idiot to a lot of people. But yeah, and he's Croc actually pretty smart. Stupid, in this. like he's not. He's not. He knows he's not a Mensa candidate. But like, it's like I don't want to <laughs> fight Batman. I fought him before. I'm going to get my butt kicked. So I'm going to go steal his stuff and then sell it, and I'm fine. You know. And I love how he goes out of his way. He, he's so they stumble across the turtle's lair uh, down there, and he sees this this video game. It's, uh, what was it, Death Lasers Pony Racers. He goes, say, this looks like a fun game. Death Lasers and Pony Racers, huh? And then he just crushes it. Yeah. And then that, like, destroys Michelangelo. He's like, no! Yeah, because obviously that's a Sega cart, you know. <laughs> <laughs> a classic, I know, it's gotta be. So, you know, the Turtles... See, here's the one thing I don't understand, guys. Maybe you can explain this to me real quick. So, the Turtles, they're not there by choice, are they? I mean, they, they were no. teleported there. No, so what happens but, is, like, Krang sent the Turtle, Shredder, and, like, a battalion of foot soldiers just, like, shooting them randomly into the multiverse. And they end up in Gotham. And you they say later on in the book that they've been there for, like, two weeks. By the time oh, the, okay, that's the, what time it the is. book okay. starts, they've been there for two weeks. I was going to say, because their sewer layer looks like they've lived there for a while. They've set up shop pretty quickly. But, like, this is the thing. <laughs> like Michelangelo just carries a Sega Genesis with him, just like all the time. Because <laughs> you never know when you're going to get a free minute. You, you never know when you're going to need to play some Pony Racers. Yeah, I know. Death, <laughs> Death Laser Pony Racers. I like that. <laughs> and they reference it again later on. So maybe he had multiple copies of it. Unless Donatello repeated Donatello the original. said, "We'll get you a new one." And uh, okay, I guess they did because like you find out later that they're uh, in 
I think they were in a pawn shop. So I think they found one in there. When when Michelangelo has the big chart of like the pros and cons of how awesome Batman is. And, <laughs> but like you find but like um you find out that this whole this whole time like Shredder's been trying to build a portal generator to get back to New Yeah. Batman, he realizes, wait a minute, there, there's something going on here. He tracks where the uh, foot soldiers are going, and uh, it's another factory where they're trying to find another, I think it was a generator. So he goes, okay, guys, who's ready to talk? So he confronts all the Foot Clan members there. And then we get a cutaway back to the sewers again, and the turtles, they jump down and they try to ambush Killer Croc and his gang. So cool fight scene here. I uh, really like that uh, Donatello's talk. He gives us a little bit of background information. I love how he specifically mentions that we're not aliens. You know, so at the time this was written, remember when the the films had come out, just come out, the 2014 one, 2015 one, or 16, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, the big the big stink about them being aliens, the rumor about that. Yeah. I wonder if they uh, deliberately did up, an inside orcs. joke here. <laughs> <laughs> so you know Donatello is debating on whether or not he he and the turtles are aliens because they're not of this world but at the same time they're not from outer space so that's a funny little thing in in the middle of the fight scene he's debating all this stuff and then I love there's one page where it's all for the turtles they're jumping at Killer Croc beautiful page and Michelangelo goes this is for my pony racers <laughs> <laughs> cut away back to Batman confronting the Foot Clan, actually making pretty short work of the Foot Clan, uh, and he's got this one guy, and he's so strong, he like he lifts him up with one hand, and he says, tell me what you want, and then the guy's about to give it away, he's like, well, we're the Foot Clan, we're trying to get home, and Batman goes, we're the metahumans, and he goes, meta, the turtles, they're not, and then all of a sudden, some shuriken hit the guy right in the chest, kills him, and we see the big reveal, the big uh, villain of this series here. And that is, of course, Shredder. He stand, he's got amazing balance because he's standing on a pipe that is really, really, really thin. What is a ninja? And he goes, well, that's true. That's true. He is cat-like. But you would think with all that armor, people would hear him coming. And it would throw his balance off. Uh, <laughs> he goes, this is not your battle, warrior. Our, secret remain, our secrets will remain hidden. Leave us be and your city will be safe. Cross us and you will burn with the rest of your people. All right, and then, of course, he does the dramatic smoke bomb and disappears. Yeah. Yep, yep. And and uh, he's gone. And then the turtles, back to the sewers here, we finally get uh, Splinter. He goes, you've done well, my children. You've, you've ran off uh, Killer Croc and his gang. And Raph is very angry in this issue, and he, he, he even curses, and I love how you just see squiggly marks when he cusses. And what else happens? So they make their way out of the manhole cover, and that's when they discover the Batmobile. We see that, and of course, Donatello is drooling, loves it. And then they look up, and Michelangelo goes, I think she's taken. And that's <laughs> when we see Batman. And Batman goes, turtles. So I love this. Do the, the, the turtles just run away from Batman? And because the next shot, you've got no. Michelangelo crashing through a pizza shop. A Batman just threw him through a window. So like, yeah. So so he busts through like a pizza shop window, and it's by the way, it's called TT's Pizza. Uh, so he busts through the shop. He's like, oh, everybody run! There's a guy in a crazy bat suit trying to kill us. And of course, he kind of forgets the fact that he's a mutant turtle, and everyone's freaking out at him, not necessarily Batman. Let's see, Batman, his Batmobile hooks the turtles. And, all right, so great fight scene, and basically, by the end of issue one, uh, Batman realizes, and I love how Splinter actually has to step in and, and humble Batman a little bit, 
uh, Batman realizes, wait a minute, these might not necessarily be the bad guys. Um, as a matter of fact, that starts in the beginning of issue two. And let's see. Great part about issue two is, well, first of all, I love the pros and cons that Michelangelo does about Batman. They're fascinated with him. And Batman's doing some more research, and that's when Lucius, one of Batman's friends, realizes, you know what? About these mutants, this is the whole problem Josh was suggesting. About these mutants, since they're not in their home planet or their home dimension, that mutagen's going to wear off that, that uh, transmuted them in the first place. Yeah. And if they don't get back to their home world soon, they're going to revert back to their, you know, their uh, most crude animal ways. You know, they're going to turn back into baby turtles. Yeah, so, like, the, re- so. the reason they figure that out is because Batman actually steals one of Raphael's size. And Lucius analyzes it, and there's Batman actually stabbed Raphael with it. So it's got some of Raphael's blood on it. And he says that this sigh is made out of steel, but the actual elements within the steel are ver- are somewhat different from our own, but they're reverting back to the base uh, elements of steel in our world. Yeah. But the blood is interesting because there's no there's this weird mutagen in it that we don't have any of it that we don't have uh any of it in our world but it's kind of becoming inert because we it doesn't exist in the dc universe so eventually the turtles have like just at this point you realize it's days they have left before the mutagen uh renders itself inert and they turn in the turtles and if you read the whole storyline, there's there's a bunch of weird references. Not weird, but there's a bunch of cool references telling you how different the DC universe and the IDW universe are. Like they explain that like Gotham City, the coordinates for Gotham City is just an empty field in New York State in the IDW universe. Mm-hmm. But like there's different countries and different cities that don't exist in the IDW world. Like you're led to believe that the IDW comics universe is like our world. So, which makes sense because in the DC comics, you've got Gotham City, Metropolis, Fawcett City, Central City, Keystone City, you know, all kinds of cities that are just like weird uh, analogs for Chicago, New York, Los Angeles, New Jersey, Philadelphia. But like those cities in the DC comics don't exist. So, and they're renamed as such. Because, like, you know, Metropolis is supposed to be New York. Gotham City is supposed to be New Jersey. Us, like, I don't know, probably Jersey City or Trenton or something like that. Uh, <laughs> that yeah, makes sense. Yeah, but, like, you know, <laughs> Fawcett City is... Central City is uh, Philadelphia. Fawcett City is Chicago. Um, and Keystone is Los Angeles. There's a lot, of, a lot of old references there for, like, old school DC stuff, so... Right, right. And I love... I love how Shredder's not intimidated by anyone. I mean, first of all, it starts off with a penguin, and of course, Shredder cleverly tricks a penguin, and his Foot Clan beats all of Penguin's goons, mm-hmm. and he's going to keep Penguin alive just for his contacts. And basically, Shredder goes, "Hmm, the city of Gotham. You know what? I want to go ahead and conquer this city too." Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So, uh, so eventually, he overpowers Penguin. Penguin works for him, and. Uh, Batman tries to find the scientist who actually created the portal in the first place. And boy, it's pretty gruesome what uh, Batman does, or I'm sorry, Shredder does at the end of this issue. So, finally, the Turtles join Batman. They're confronting Shredder and the Foot Clan because now they're up to what Shredder's doing. Let's see what else happens. Oh, okay, so they, they fight him, 
and eventually that you think they're going to win. You know, so it's like, wait, this is way too easy here. And what Shredder does is like, ha, even though uh, they're about to lose the fight, he goes, you know what? I've got a plan. And he just blows up the portal that he was going to use and the chip that was inside the doctor's head and and kills him, blows him up. Okay, so pretty graphic scene right there. Now, I I had to skip ahead here, so I'm trying to find the place where that was. Yeah, it's like right at the end of issue three, I think. And... Mm -hmm. And that's actually so Shredder gets away and it uh he goes to this helicopter that his men had commandeered for him and then he gets in the helicopter and realizes that his two ninja are dead and in their place are two members of the League of Assassins, as well as their uh leader, uh Batman villain named Ray Ghoul. And Ray Ghoul is a super old school Batman villain dating all the way back to the sixties, fifties or sixties. And he was really prominent in the Batman animated series back in the 90s. And he was in the Batman Begins movie. If you watch Arrow, he was a recurring villain on Arrow uh, in season three, I think it was. But it's very... By the way, Liam Neeson's uh, performance during Batman Begins. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Liam Neeson was great. Did, fun fact. Did you know Liam Neeson almost played Ray Al Ghul in Arrow? Really? Yeah, he was, <laughs> he was all for it because he's a fan of Arrow. He was like, yeah, I was going to do it. But then he w- he was making a movie at the time and he couldn't get time away from the movie he was making to be on Arrow. So, oh, that would have been amazing. That would have been ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, I'm sorry, Stephen Bell, you're not Liam Neeson. <laughs> no offense. <laughs> so, yeah, man. So from then on, like, this story is just a bunch of just amazing moments. You know, yeah. like, if you're a Turtles fan, like, Thaddeus, you know what? I, I really want to know, do you follow Batman a lot? Or have you followed Batman a lot, like when you were a kid or anything like that? When I was a kid, I, I was. I'm not. I'm not really too into like like Marvel and DC now. Um, mo- mostly, and this is this is just my personal opinion. I, I don't like it when comic books do a lot of uh, political things to try to like appeal to readers. Yeah, um, I'm not. I'm not a very political person, um, and I just. I just sort of feel like. I mean, like 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 Rob said, he he enjoys the rebirth. Uh, I haven't read it yet, but it just to me it seems like there's just too many like reboots and rehashes nowadays in DC and Marvel, and I mm-hmm. just kind of lost interest. And and yeah, like I like I know that like you know TMNT you know has also done that, but. There, there's always kind of like a new story to tell with TMNT. You know, you know, you can always do something that's like fresh and original. I'm not saying that DC and Marvel's not fresh and original. It's just I just kind of fell off of it. I mean, if if there's like a crossover, because I know there's like a, a Justice League um, Power Rangers crossover that I've read, which was actually really good. Um, but other than that, I don't know. I just kind of just fell off track like 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 I'll, I'll still play like the video games and stuff but as, yeah. know, as far as like just superhero comics in general i, I think I, I, th- I think like nowadays they kind of took a negative turn you always hear you know the dc versus marvel and then you know you always hear you know which is better spider-man or batman and then it just it got to a point where I just, it, for for me personally it was almost like a, a negative experience that I didn't want to be a part of, which is kind of why I just always stuck with TMNT. 
And um, yeah. I mean, that's pretty much it. You know, I'm not not trying not trying to put anybody on, on a down down downward spiral or anything, but <laughs> uh, I think the last actual Batman comic that I read was um, oh man, it was years ago. It, it was a it was kind of like a special comic, and it was called Batman: The Long Halloween. Oh and, yeah, I've read that. That's good. oh, that's a that's a classic. That's yeah, a good yeah, that book. Was, that I read where basically Batman's trying to find out who this killer is on Halloween and he's basically going through his entire road gallery and then once you find out who it really is you're just like oh my god I can't believe that's that, that's what happened but yeah I mean I, I, I still like Batman it's just I've yeah. never really gotten into the comics just because there's just so many and you don't know where to start yeah I think like spoilers for Batman the long Halloween here I think the best part of that story is the fact that he never finds out like the killer actually gets away with it at the end. It kind of messes with his psyche too, because he's always he always gets the bad guy. Yeah. He always does, and finds a way to outsmart him. This is one of those times we see he he doesn't always win them all. You know? Yeah. You know, and it's 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 really cool that it's not a physical like beat down on him. Like it's a psychological one on him too, because it goes over like what happened with Harvey Dent and. All of a sudden, yeah. he meets Catwoman, and he's got feelings for Catwoman, and but he knows that she's a bad guy, and he shouldn't. So it kind of calls into a question a lot of his own morals and his own convictions. But, Rob, you know, if you don't mind, I wanted to ask you, man, just like, what do you sure. think, how do you feel the Turtles were represented in this book? Like, how did how did that hit you? Perfectly. Uh, I think the Turtles were perfectly represented in this book because... You know, you always worry about with crossovers that um, there there won't be enough time for everyone. You know what I'm saying? Or because um, I mean, let's face it, both franchises have a universe of characters, and of course, with the turtles, you've got four main characters right there. So you're afraid that you know there's going to be one that's going to be overshadowed. When I first read it, the character I couldn't stand was Raph, uh, but that was excuse me, that was only the first half of the book. Yeah. And when I finally finished the series, I said, "Oh man, Raph ended up." completely redeeming himself yeah and uh because there's a point in time in i think volume or uh, issue three or four where raf's like you know you guys are sta- sitting around here playing video games we're gonna die yeah. you know w- we will cease to be and you guys are just joking around like it's no big deal yeah. and I, finally i was like you know what raf's making a lot of sense right now and leo's going hey we're trying our best but are they really trying their best if they're sitting around playing video games i don't know so he storms off and he goes, you know what? I'm not taking orders from this guy. You know, this this Batman guy. I don't trust him. All he is is a thrill seeker. So he doesn't know Batman's story here. Yeah. So eventually when Batman um, tells him the whole, you know, his whole backstory, that's when you see a connection between Raph and Batman. And I was like, ooh, that's good. Because at first I couldn't stand Raph. Yeah. Um, I love Splinter. I love how, you know, as good as Batman is at martial arts, Splinter's even better. Uh, and I love that. And there's a scene where he's sparring with Leonardo, and Leonardo gets a good couple good shots on Batman. Mm-hmm. And Batman of course, goes, Leonardo, yeah, of course, of course. Uh, and of course, the whole time Splinter's coaching them and like, hey, watch your footwork and everything. And Batman's kind of joking, goes, looks like Leo's footwork's just fine. And Splinter goes, I was not talking to Leo. Yeah, <laughs> I was talking to you. Uh, so there's a lot of humor. I love all the characters. The only gripe I have, well, you were asking about the turtles. I think the turtles were were great. Um, love that uh, Nontello geeks out over the tech stuff. <laughs> love Michelangelo's yeah. sense of humor. Yeah. Um, 
especially how Michelangelo jokes around with Alfred, who's you know, of course, you know the the stereotypical stick in the mud, the ultimate tired uh, dad cliche. It, yes, oh, yes, God. exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, I love the connection with Batman and uh, Raph, and I love Leonardo. I thought Leonardo had some great scenes, where, especially where he lands some hits on some uh, some famous enemies. Um, so the turtles were good. I did like Casey and April. Of course, April was kind of in the very end. Yeah, uh, she's on one page. But, yeah, right, right at uh, issue five or six. Six, six. Yeah, the last one. Yeah, but I think the only gripe I had um, is when the turtles. It's either an issue five or well, one of the issues begins with Joker, right? And you think he's going to play a huge part in maybe the second half of the book. Yeah. Mm. But he doesn't really. I mean, there's a scene where he's mutated into what is it? Uh, a cobra. Uh, he got... Oh, it's a cobra. Uh. Okay. So, like, what what happens with the plot is eventually Raz Al Ghul and um, Shredder they get the mutagen. They actually get the canisters of mutagen that Casey was going to bring to save the turtles because they need that mutagen to survive in this dimension. Somehow they 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 overwhelm Casey. Casey almost dies in the fight, and um. They get the mutagen, and they use that mutagen on all the villains, all the rogues gallery in Arkham Asylum. Yeah. So, eventually, their their goal is to take over the entire city. Um, you know, the League of Assassins and the Foot Clan. So, the big showdown is when Batman teams up with the Turtles to fight the Rose Gallery in Arkham Asylum. And they've all been mutated. They all look like demonic mutanimals. <laughs> yeah, which is really cool. Yeah. That's a great scene. Great scene. Um, but... The only really other reference to Joker is in that one scene, you know, where he's the Cobra. Yeah. And that's it. So I was expecting a little bit more out of Joker. Mm. Um, I was surprised that Ra's al Ghul was like the, the biggest the biggest villain mm-hmm. in the in the series beside Shredder. I was a little surprised at that. But but from a storytelling standpoint, it makes sense because they're very similar. They both have their own kind of ninja clan. Um, they, they both are very, very prominent um, villains in the series. So I get that. I just thought Joker, you know, I, I just was a little surprised Joker didn't have as many lines as I thought he would. Well, you know, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, I understand, like, Joker is the Batman villain. But sure. One issue with Joker and Shredder would have killed him. You know, just like Shredder is <laughs> going to deal with Joker. Like, Shredder's smart enough. But Joker's smart. Oh, I get it. Yeah, but, like, Shredder is smart enough to be like, that guy over there, he's going to screw me over as soon as he can. So That's I'm just going to take. That's what I love about Shredder in this, because, like, he wouldn't deal with any of the rogues. Like his first meeting with Penguin, he's like, "I'm just gonna kill you, just outright." And Penguin's like, oh, "Yeah, no, true. I have money." And he's like, "Well, I can use that. All right, fine." But like, if you really think about it, Shredder would just take out everybody. With like the only yeah. one that he wouldn't take out is Ra's al Ghul because they have similar mindsets, and he probably wouldn't take out Bane because Bane, at the end of the day, is a mercenary. So he's like, "I can just buy him." You know, Shredder would just right. Shredder would just be like. <laughs> What's your rate? Million a day? No problem. I got you for the next year. And then that's it. Yeah. And if push... Oh, I get up, that. I think Shredder could take out Bane, you know, because Shredder is a master, you know? I mean, it's just like mm-hmm. Splinter. The reason Batman can beat, can't beat can beat Splinter is Splinter is a specialist, and Batman is a jack-of-all-trades. Like, everybody... Like, the thing with Batman is he knows a little bit of every style, and he just kind of made his own, but... Uh, Splinter and Shredder are just specialists in one specific thing. They're experts. They're masters. You know. That's true. That's true. And I, uh, I think one of my favorite parts of the book is um, 
kind of towards the end where Casey, he has his device. Um, he had the mutagen and he has this device that once it's fully powered, it can take them, the, him and the turtles back to uh, their dimension. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, it's a one-time shot. It's a one-time deal here, and they have to wait until the thing is fully powered before they can they can actually use it. Yeah. And even then, it's risky. And then they so use Casey's like, guys. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Kind of, kind of Casey's like, guys. They kind of use it twice anyway. So Did they did the same? Yeah, I wouldn't doubt that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Casey goes, guys, we got to go now. Like, I know I know the Rose Gallery's out there. Uh, but we gotta go now. If if you guys are gonna live, we have to go now. And he's begging and pleading with the turtles. Yeah. And this is after Raphael learned about Batman's backstory. Mm-hmm. So Raph's whole outlook is completely different about Batman now. And Batman and Damien are gonna take on the entire Rogues Gallery, who've been mutated by the way, um, by themselves. You know, while the turtles teleport back. Which is if- so. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, so, you know, this is a big decision for the Turtles. Do we leave Batman and Damien to defend for themselves? And in the end, during the fight with, between Batman and the rest of the rogues gallery, we find out their decision, and it's to stay and help them because, yeah. you know, they, they feel responsible. They brought the mutagen into the world, so they decide to stay, knowing that they might never get back and knowing that they might be turned back into Turtles at any moment. Um they they stay and I, I love that scene right there and and that's when you see like a mutual understanding between between the two you know we see how much respect they have for each other. But that opens up like my big problem with this storyline, you know. So what's okay? Happening? So Casey, first off, I mean everything you said about the turtles is right, and like even your feelings for Raphael is classic like Raphael thing. Like at the beginning of the story, you kind of don't like him, and then at the end of the story, you're like, wait a minute, this dude was right the whole time. Yeah, the turtles were kind of being stupid, just like. They were, but they were being themselves. That is exactly what they would have done in that situation. Like Leonardo would have been hesitant, Donatello would have been overwhelmed with the Batcave's technology, and Michelangelo would have been riding a dinosaur. You know, that's that's exactly what would have happened. And Casey, my my big problem with the storyline is that Casey Jones is just like, look, he says one line that I don't think Casey Jones would actually say. He says, "Look, I'm leaving with or without you. I'm going right now." And he leaves. He's out. Yeah. He dips out. He's just like, you know, bye. Okay. I missed that. Yeah. Wow. And then, I mean, they explain, April explains that the reason Casey Jones left is because he was scared of not never being able to go back to the IDW New York because Harold uh, told April to tell the turtles that basically the way the multiverse works is the earths are like rotating next to each other and at this point in their rotation, Gotham and New York City and IDW are, like, parallel to each other. But they're slowly moving yeah. in opposite sides. So they've got, like, a day, yeah. and they'll be too far away for weeks. And by the time the, the those two Earths line up again, the Turtles will be Pet Shop Turtles again. But right. Casey would never just leave them. Casey wouldn't do that. He would have said, okay, let me go help you, too. That being said, Casey's right. That's Let true. Batman deal with the Rogues Gallery because he's Batman and he can. Because, and this is the this is the problem I have with this comic. They mention the fact that there's the Justice League. Donatello talks to Cyborg true. in this comic. You never see it, but he talks to it. So it's like, hey, Batman, call Superman. <laughs> yeah, he'll kind of take care of everything. <laughs> Call Wonder Woman, Superman, Flash, Martian Manhunter, Green Lantern, Cyborg. You could, you could probably just there. stop at Superman. You could you could just stop at Superman, but you know, 
totally awesome team up. Turtles, <laughs> no home. Justice League will take care of it. We'll take it from here. Because, you know, they, they will. And if they had never mentioned the Justice League, I wouldn't have the problem. Because you could make the argument that Batman and Robin are the only heroes here. And this is all everything that he's done himself. But they mentioned, they straight up mentioned the Justice League. <laughs> that's a point. That is a good point. So it's point. like that kind of, that's my real big complaint with uh, this story. But without going over too much of it, you know, the big battle happens at the end. I kind of don't want to go into the, the big battle because... I think readers should see it for themselves, but like going on to what Thaddeus was saying that there's a there's a Batman versus Shredder fight in it, and I completely get what you mean that it is really short, but like it's a huge splash page of Batman and Shredder fighting, and then like there's little panels behind them, and you see all the, the entire battle. Yeah, I mean it's short, but boy, it looks good. Yeah, like you really get the impression that Batman's really ha- really has to push himself to fight Shredder. Like, you get the impression that Batman's never fought someone like Shredder before. Oh, yeah, and keep in mind, he's got the Intimidator suit on, too. So, like, it's not normal Batman. Batman, And he still (laughs) gets beat down. True, true. And and can we just talk about the Batsuit real quick? I love it because it's, uh, it's the Intimidator suit that he was he was working on, but if you look at the toes, it looks like turtle toes, you know, just the way it's been modified. And also, yeah. um, you know, it, there's different colored bats all around the suit. You got the red bat, <laughs> know, blue, man. orange, and purple. I was like, wow, what a cool touch. I love that. Yeah, well, Donatello said that on their way there, he made some enhancements. Yeah, and when he showed up, he went, you were expecting maybe the Adams Family? <laughs> I had to get I in there once. salesmen were pushing <laughs> Uh, Thaddeus, what are your, uh, pros and cons for the storyline? Um, really my only con is, I, I'm not, I'm not really a fan of Damian Wayne. Oh! No, no. I like no, him! He's a cocky little boy! Yeah, that, that's, that, that's why, that's why I don't like him. I just, I, I, I sort of... <laughs> I'm really surprised that that they chose Damian Wayne instead of Nightwing. I'm I'm just yeah. I'm just a big Nightwing fan. Um, I don't really have too many cons with it, other than you know what, like I said, the the final fight was just kind of over and done. Uh, but but there is one thing I, I'm I'm trying to find the the page because it, uh, it's not numbered and the hardcover um the page where you actually get to see uh damien and batman and the entire uh batman rogues gallery like mutated if you look at each character um especially uh, riddler is a nice throwback to the video game uh sly cooper he actually got turned into oh yeah that's it to a raccoon, uh, Poison Ivy got turned into a praying mantis. Uh, Harley Quinn turned into a hyena from you know Joker's uh, hyenas that she walks around. Yeah. Um, I think Two Face was a baboon. Mister Freeze was a polar bear, and then Bane was like huge hulking like elephant. Uh, that, that that was just a really great shot for me. Yeah, um, they could have just given Miss Freeze like a can of Coca Cola too. <laughs> no, that would be that would have been amazing. Just just in the background, I wouldn't care. Um, if this, but other if, than that, I didn't really have too much. <laughs> I didn't really have too much else wrong with it. Um, 
like like I said, I think about I think about an eight out, eight out of ten seems fair. Um, I still don't know like what exactly they're gonna do with the sequel. I know that Bane is. See, from what I heard, I heard that Bane is supposed to be getting the mutagen and mixing it with the uh, the venom that like gives him his, his like super strength. And I'm I'm almost willing to bet if if he mixes like the mutagen and the venom together, he's basically just going to be unstoppable. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, we don't really know too much about it because you know they're still working on it. But uh, yeah, I mean over, overall, I'm probably going to give this about an eight out of ten. This was a, a pretty solid story, and, and even if you know, even if you're not a Turtles fan and you're just a Batman fan, um, I think I think that you know. New, new readers will uh, will really enjoy this. It holds up well as a Batman story too. It's just That's like if, if you don't read Ninja Turtles, but you're you're just a Batman fan, there's plenty of Batman in here. Like there's like really the first issue. There's like really no turtles in the first issue. It's pretty much all Batman's investigation, and then in the second issue, you get the turtles finally. Yeah, you know? because like you get his characterization because you really don't need you really don't need Batman's backstory or anything like that. Like everybody knows who bat, even people that don't read comics and only see yeah. like superhero movies, they have, they have a working knowledge of who Batman is and what he does. You know, the turtles are different where like you might need the turtles explained to you. That's why, that's why I was asking Rob is like, how did he like the characterizations? Because the turtles books live and die on those characters being written. Well, you know, yeah, that's because- true. Because like you know, Donatello would be just like just on cloud nine from all the tech around him. Michelangelo would. Michelangelo's kind of like Deadpool, just like a not, he's like a less violent Deadpool where <laughs> he's just you know pop culture references, talking to the audience, you know, and just like out of nowhere in the middle of a fight, he just you know breaks out a chalkboard and is just like this is why you're cool, this is why you're scary, blah blah blah. <laughs> Oh, and his his back and forth with, with Alfred are great. Like when he takes when Alfred takes his skateboard, he's yeah. like, "Dude, come on!" <laughs> I know, "Dude, come on!" I might not even remember how to use a skateboard in a couple of weeks. And <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna take that away from me? And Alfred goes, "Yes, yes, yeah. I am." <laughs> <laughs> Man, yeah. When you you realize you're getting old, when you really relate with Alfred, it's just like stop messing with stuff, and, <laughs> and just everything's got its place. You know, stop it. How does it work? Okay, so April. So Casey went back, and he brought April back? Is that what happened? So from what I understand, and I might be wrong because I I read it yesterday morning. Um, So from what I understand, because I I specifically wanted to talk about that because Casey Jones uses – he's got like a handheld portal generator, booms him back to Earth, to his Earth. And then from what I understand – Harold, back in the IDW in New York City, has his own portal generator that was under construction. Oh, okay. Because they use that later to go to, like, the Neutrino world when they uh, send Krang back with, uh, because Fugitoid helps Harold build a portal generator. And and this was before the whole Street Phantoms things when we were still friends with Harold. So Harold finishes his construction of the portal generator in time to bring the turtles home. So he sends April and Casey with some mutagen. I think she has mutagen with her. April does. And because he comes back the first time with three canisters of, muta- of pure mutagen, and that's how Ray Shagul and Shredder mutate uh, Arkham Asylum because they take it from him. So April and Casey come back after Harold 
finishes construction of his portal generator. And then when they uh, take them back to Earth, that portal generator is still there. And so since this is out of continuity, Harold's lab hasn't been destroyed by anybody, by, you know, street fan. Nothing's been stolen from him by the street phantoms or anything like that. You know, so it sets itself up for a sequel. I mean, it it even ends with the end for now. Kind of a yeah. thing. So it sets itself up for a sequel, but the mutagen problem is my biggest question mark going into the sequel. What I wanted to ask you guys was your predictions for a sequel. I mean, we know one thing. We know that Bane is going to be a part of it. What else do we think is going on with it? Yeah, see, because I know that you mentioned uh, Justice League and and this this uh, story, which I actually missed. I can't believe I missed it. Um, yeah. Down to tell he's working with Cyborg. I'm actually wondering if, if they're going to show up in the sequel. And if... And if, if they do show up in the sequel, who who would you pair with who? Because I would, I'd probably do like, um, I'd probably do like uh, Michelangelo and Flash together, Donatello and Cyborg, Raphael. I'm not sure who I'd pair him with. Maybe Batman. Leonardo. Maybe maybe Leonardo and Superman together. Yeah. Uh, probably April, probably April and Wonder Woman together. Uh, see, because because that, that's the thing is that you know we still don't. We still don't know like what what Bane wants with the mutagen, and, and also like the the um, the dimension too. Like I, I wonder if now it'll be in the IDW dimension, right? Yeah, like somehow well, they'll they'll come across. So here's the thing: first off, Justice League I can guarantee will be in it because the new movie, the Justice League movie, comes out next month, and they want to advertise that they've got a new movie coming out. So Justice League will play a part in it. Yeah. Under the Batman banner, you know, I mean, because, you know, they, they want to, it's kind of like free advertisement. I mean, like Justice League, probably the story will not live and die on Justice League's involvement, but they will, they will show up. I guarantee it. Well, see, see, what I wonder is, are they going to lean more towards the plot of the movie? If they do that, the plot of the comics, because right now, as as far as the comics go, Superman's alive and well, he's doing fine. No, 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 it won't, it won't be like reflecting the movie. It'll just put justice league and readers heads be like oh gotcha. yeah there's a movie coming i mean it'll be the justice league from the dc comics gotcha uh, okay. it's not going to be all of a sudden batman looks like ben affleck superman <laughs> is wearing a black suit and wonder woman looks like gal gadot it won't it won't be like that but it'll just be hey it's kind of it's kind of like when captain america civil war was in theaters last year and marvel had to shoehorn in civil war 2 from the comics yeah. To remind people that movie was coming because Marvel is convinced that people are idiots. But anyway, <laughs> I won't get into that. Uh, but yeah, I guarantee Justice League will be in it in some way. But like going to what you had asked about Bane, Bane using the Venom. Like if you know anything, I got I got into Batman comics because of Bane when Bane broke Batman's back. Yeah. Um, oh, ben- you like Rebirth then, man. Oh yeah, I know. Bane plays I, a really I, big part in Rebirth. I've heard that he is, and I've got that uh, that graphic novel like on my Amazon wish list. So like one day I'll get that. Oh, cool! Because it, it's it just they just came out with a collection. Like I don't even think it's out yet. I think it comes out next month. So I'm not worried about never getting that. I'll get that eventually. <laughs> but uh, I love I love Bane's design in the new comics though. But like his. Uh, use of venom the super steroid that gives them enhanced strength 
that is they've said in the comics that it's like five times as addicting as heroin. So he needs it. And there's parts in the comics where he gets over his addiction. And that's why I really like Bane because like, he's not a, an evil guy. He's a bad guy, but he's not evil. And he's got his own demons that he gets over. Um, but like in this comic and the one that we're talking about today, he mentions that when he gets the mutagen combined with the venom, he's never felt strength like that. So all of a sudden, Bane's hooked again. Yeah. So he's going to want to, he's going to find a way to get mutagen again, whether he engineers it himself mm-hmm. or whether he creates a portal, buys a portal generator. Cause Bane is just the smartest Batman. He could possibly put one together. So, yeah. Uh, well, there are certain continuities with Bane being just as smart as Batman. So who knows? Maybe, maybe it's the same type here, but, um, uh, so like, I kind of wonder if Bane is going to like go into the IDW verse and Batman's going to follow him or if they're just going to go back to Gotham, because I kind of think it would be cool this time if Batman went to the IDW verse of New York. And so he's the one that's cut off from everything and not, uh, the turtles. Yeah, because so you could really see what Batman can do when he's got limited resources. So he would really have to de- depend on his own skill set. That's cool. Get- yeah, I, I love that idea. I love that idea. I, and I wonder what what Joker like you because you know he's going to be at least a cameo appearance again. Uh, I wonder if maybe they'll give him a bigger role. Yeah, I yeah I was I was actually going to ask uh, what what characters do you, do you think is are going to show up in uh, in the sequel. Uh, do you think you know? Do you think the mutanimals are going to show up? Uh, I, me personally, I, I love to see a fight between uh, Hun and uh, Bane. Oh, yeah. that'd be cool. Uh, maybe even if you know Rachel Ghoul ends up returning, man, dude. Like if they do like a fight scene between like the League of Assassins and the Foot Clan, and like it's Talia Ghoul versus Karai, that would be just amazing. Oh, and yeah. we gotta we gotta have a Leatherhead versus Killer Croc fight. <laughs> that would be really cool man you know i kind of want to see uh i'm a big fan of deathstroke who was like a super a super assassin he's like a master assassin in uh the batman in the dc comics and he's kind of like he's kind of like an evil version of captain america and yeah. like like even batman just can't beat him hand to hand you know mm-hmm. uh i would kind of like to see him but something tells me that just because of his characterization it would just be like Batman fighting the Shredder again or the Turtles fighting the Shredder again, you know, so it probably won't do that, but you never know. Um, personally, I would love to see, I, I know they're not going to go this way because they've already showcased Bane, but I would love to see if they made a, they would have to do like Turtles Justice League instead of mm-hmm. Turtles Batman. So like what they would have to do, I would love to see the Ninja Turtles fight somebody unstoppable like Darkseid, you know, go... Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, and for those that don't know, Darkseid is basically uh, he's part of the new gods. Mm. And what the new gods basically what they are, uh, the new gods basically created the DC universe because they were bored. And so, well, Darkseid is just like, well, I want to conquer that, you know, and Superman's like, no, no, you're not going to do that. And he's basically just completely unstoppable, you know, kind of a guy. I would love to see the turtles have to deal with something like that, but then again, that's not a turtles Batman. Yeah, that, that would have yeah. to be Turtles Justice League, and they're not going that way. 
But good so. stuff, though, guys. I mean, you, you, you got to admit, I like for me, I'd give this a nine out of ten. This comic because mm-hmm. I think it, it hits all the it hits all the itches for me. I mean, it, it scratches all the itches for me, I should say, because I think the turtles are characterized well. I love the ending when uh, Raph gives him Batman the uh, the headband. I thought that was a really cool touch. We've got a lot of our core characters in the series, and it's just a gorgeous, gorgeous comic book. I mean, Freddie Williams is. Oh man, he's a wonderful artist. He is yeah. really good at what he does, and um, I thoroughly enjoyed this crossover. I actually like this one better than the Ghostbusters one. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, I really yeah. like this. The artwork really is a home run for me. It is a nine out of ten for me. There is just those couple of little plot, and it is sure. nitpicking. I get it. It 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 is me nitpicking. It's me putting my own opinion on top of the artist's intention. Yeah. Man, Grayson is not happy. <laughs> uh, yeah, my, my son's crying too, so I think we yeah. better wrap it up. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, um, yeah, this is a 9 out of 10 for me. Love the artwork The artwork alone is is worth the money. Sure, the story yeah. is The story is surprisingly, it's surprisingly deep. I really like mm-hmm. it, especially that issue. I don't want to spoil it because I want readers to get, that, get there on their own, but that Batman and Raphael point. Where like that half of the issue where they're just explaining who they are to each other, it really is. it's worth it. It's worth the price of admission. Absolutely, guys. Well, to to wrap things up, guys, um, we will be returning to the 2003 era next next episode. So hopefully, uh, maybe this coming Saturday we can do that if if you guys are on board. Don't know specifically the issues we'll be covering. Uh, I've got my show notes pulled up real quick, but I don't know how accurate they are. Um, looks like. Um, according to my count here, looks like we're on volume for issue 10, maybe, or maybe that's what we just covered and we're on issue 11. Mm-hmm. I'll double check that. Uh, and then we're also going to be on the 2003 cartoon season one, episode 11. So that works out good for me. Cause like, like I said, I, I own, I own the first 13 issues of volume four and I haven't read them yet. So that's oh, great. Great. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're nearing a pretty, uh, dramatic comic book issue in volume four. And from Brian from Utah, stay tuned for that, my friend. Thank you again for the call. Uh, guys, I won't go through all the links again. Just, you know, if you want to send us an email, uh, we love our, our emails. Just reach out to us at turtleflakespodcasts at gmail.com, and you can check out all the other links just by Google searching us. And and I guess that's it. So, guys, yeah. really, really enjoyed this. Yeah. Oh, oh, go ahead, Jose. Oh no! I was going to say since since we're run, running low of time, I was going I was going to say I, I was going to upload some turtle news today on the group page, and I actually d- did address this to everybody in the group that you know we we do apologize that there's been like a long delay between episodes. It's just yeah. we've all had personal stuff to do. Rob, I know you had surgery that you had to you know go through. Well, I've been um, putting it off, man. I didn't actually have the surgery. I still got the hernias. Right. Come on. I know that uh, I know that Jay Weezy's back and man, he's doing great. He's dude. He like I know like the other day he was like going to like a carnival and like going on all the rides and everything. So he's yeah, he's back and yeah, doing a lot. Yeah, he's okay. Um, there is one thing that I would like Baker. to talk about. Hopefully next time when we find out some more info about it. Um, Nickelodeon released a teaser of the new logo for Rise of the TMNT. And Josh, you should be happy because underneath that it said next mutation, so there is a possibility that <laughs> Venus could could possibly be in it. Um I'm still very, very worried because I do not want the show to be like Teen Titans Go because I absolutely absolutely hate Teen Titans Go. I cannot stand that. 
Oh, come <laughs> on, man. I love the type go. What deal? I, I just... It's actually funny because there's an actual episode where where Teen Titans Go actually admits how bad they are, and and, and <laughs> they, actually up, they actually go up to like this like fan in this episode, and they're, and they're like 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 okay, which one do you like better? Do you like Teen Titans Go or do you like Teen Titans? Any points to Teen Titans? Um, but, but, but no, like for anybody that actually likes Teen Titans Go, you know, there's no you know no ill will towards you. It's just me personally. I just don't like the fact that they kind of like poke fun at the original, just because I was a fan of the original. Yeah. Um, but, but like I said, hopefully we should see something very soon, maybe a teaser trailer. And if we do see something, I, w- I would like to do like a discussion of like what we thought of like the trailer. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. It'd be fun. Would, maybe maybe when we get to Nickelodeon uh, era, we could do that. Yeah, but uh, other than that, there's not really too much else I really got to say. I know that the the Ghostbusters crossover is coming up very soon. Uh, I think November, actually, the middle of November. Um, maybe we could cover issue number one, because I think issue number one comes out that same time. So maybe we could do that towards the end of the month. I know we're still kind of like on like a timely schedule and everything. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, we got we got to cover it sometime. That's for sure. Other than that, I think that's it. Oh, oh, oh I do have a I do have a a piece of suggestion. Um, I don't know if you if you guys have heard of this place. There, there's a there's a uh, it's it's a new franchise place. It's called Marco's Pizza. And oh yeah, there's one right up the road from us. Oh dude, you want to talk about some good Philly cheesesteak pizza? Oh my god, dude, I went there. Oh yeah, I've heard with my dad, and they had this like. Make from scratch, like hot out the oven Philly cheesesteak pizza, and they make their own like cheesy like Alfredo sauce to go on it. Oh yeah, Dude, it is so good. <laughs> you're giving you're making me hungry, man. I just ate. I had, yeah, because it was funny because I had I don't know if you can still get it. I had a coupon. It was like a limited edition Philly cheesesteak, like, and you can get like a large for like ten bucks. And yeah, dude, me and my dad went because he's never been there, and he goes, "Dude, this is the best pizza I ever had," and it's yeah, <laughs> really, really good. Oh, sweet man! Well, that sounds like a great session. So, uh, Josh, you want to add anything else to the pizza? Um, you know what? I would suggest. Yeah, uh, he had his recommendation. I've never had a Philly cheesesteak pizza, so I'm going to go with what Michelangelo says in the comic book here. He actually says nothing brings both men and turtle together like a slice of extra cheese and pepperoni pizza. So oh that's yeah, a, that's yeah. I wrote that. Li- uh, that's one of my favorite lines. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, he says, <laughs> "You are not fine unless you have a delicious, gooey piece of pepperoni pizza. It is a delicacy that bridges all men, turtle and bat. Turtle and bat. Absolutely, that sounds good. Well, uh, since it's you know Halloween, guys, we we wish you a happy Halloween. Be safe out there, uh, especially if you have uh, little ones. Hopefully, they're dressed up as turtles. On behalf of Josh and Mr. T and yours truly." Here's hoping you enjoy a delicious slice of Philly cheesesteak and Alfredo sauce pizza sprinkled with a couple of candy candy corns on top. Okay? Stop candy corns. You love candy corns. I do, but not on pizza. Then go on pizza. Oh, it's good, especially when it gets melty. Oh, yeah. You are un-American. You're trying to burn people's mouths shut. God. Uh, cowabunga dudes. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, that's that. If there was, which kind of plays with his psyche man. too? What's that? Oh, I'm sorry, man. I got my mouth full. <laughs> Make for a great radio. Yeah. <laughs> Where'd you kids get Oreos at seven o'clock in the morning? Breakfast of baby champions. Mommy gave you one. 
Okay. <laughs> no, I gave you one. All right. Hey Isaac, do you like street? Do you like the street sharks? Don't do it. Uh, <laughs> 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 Yeah, yeah. Who's oh, that? And you guys got Oreos. Oreos. Oh, they said you could. No, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> ah, clever trick, kids. Clever trick. Come on. Come on. Let's go help mommy make breakfast, okay? Come on, baby. No, no, I'll be. I'll be downstairs, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be. Whoa. I'll be right there, okay? Bye, guys. Oh, see you, Nicole. <laughs> oh man, I love your family. You know, it was actually funny about candy corns. I saw a really funny meme. It was a, uh, it was like the Wicked Witch of the of the West, and she's sitting there clipping her toenails, and it and it says, "This is where candy corns come from." <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, maybe we won't put those on pizza.